Welcome to Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm Bob. And I'm Phil. And we welcome you to our podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. Today we're going to talk about distracted driving. Distracted driving is probably one of the number one causes of uh, accidents, fatalities, and injuries on the road. Um, I did a little Google search this morning and a lot of legal sites were talking about it and they certainly like to uh, take people to court that do have uh, serious accidents caused by distracted driving. So this is a, a very serious one that we need to talk about with fleets. And again, the reason we do this is just to, if we can reach one person who can hear this and change any kind of driving behaviors and um, stay safe on the road, we feel that we're doing doing it for that reason. So uh, we do have some special guests today. We have Tasha Hairston Springs, who's going to talk about her experience uh, with distracted driving. And um, Corey, why don't you introduce yourself? Because I cannot say your last name. <laughs> Corey Wonorovich, I'm the CRO for No-Sell no Technologies. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, thank you, and uh, looking forward to hearing more about your product and how it can possibly help. Uh, Phil, you want to kind of get started on so many um, uh, information you may have on distracted driving? Sure. Uh, first, Tasha and Corey, thanks for joining us uh, with this uh, podcast episode. I think this is I mean, it's a hot-button issue, and it should always be a hot-button issue. I mean, I, I, absolutely, the key to safe driving is paying attention, as we know electronics takes away from that. I mean, there's been so many studies that have been done, just ones that I'm aware of. I know that if you're just talking on the phone, whether that be hands for your handset, uh, every study that I've seen shows that you're as likely to crash as, as a person who has a 0.08 blood alcohol concentration. I mean, that's the recognized limit of intoxication. If a court recognizes that if you're a 0 .08, you are so intoxicated that you should not be driving. Now, I don't, don't know too many people who'd say, hey, you're drunk, go ahead and drive. But if you tell somebody to stay off the phone, they go, whoa, you don't know my schedule. I'm very busy. And they make all these excuses. People need to stop making excuses. And I think that we should view using electronics while driving the way we view impaired driving. Um as far as texting, tweeting, and everything like that, every study I've shown is if you're doing any of that alphanumeric garbage, you're as likely to crash as a person as a, or excuse me, you're 23 times more likely to crash. 23 times, not 23%, 23 times more likely to crash. And I believe we are, are really in a, having problems with this now because I think during the, uh, COVID shutdown, people really got addicted to using their devices and they have not put them down after they're, that they're back behind the wheel. Yeah, no, that's, that's really important. Um, and you mentioned something, you know, about distracted driving first distractions can be anything, just looking at a billboard on the side of the road. Um, what the state of Ohio said that they're actually causing distractions and accidents from their, um, informative electronic signs that they have on the highway. People are reading them and getting involved in an accident. Actually causing crashes, um, right? Right. It's insane. Um, but you also said that people are addicted to their phones. And I'm just going to let that segue go right over to Tasha, because Tasha has an interesting story to um, share. And um, as a result of that, I think has dedicated her life to uh, fleet safety. And I just find that very uh, respectable. I really like it. Um, she's here to talk to us today. And she's also um, trying to get involved in the industry and possibly public speaking, sharing her story. So we really love that she's on. And uh, Tasha, you want to just jump right into that? Hey, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. Hey, Corey. Hey, Tasha. Nice to meet you, Phil. <laughs> Good to meet you, Tasha. Thank you. 
Well, I created Texting is Risky Business because of, well, what I like to call a selfish act of texting and driving, distracted driving. Whatever you could do behind the wheel of a car and kill yourself, I have done it. So my story and my the mad method comes from my own personal experience of being a distracted driver and owning up to my selfish behavior. So October 17, 2012, I decided to get into my SUV and text my daughter about her cell phone bill. It was a selfish, stupid text, but like the fear of missing out, whenever my phone went off, I'm going to grab it. No matter what I'm doing, I hear it. I want it. I want to know what's going on on the other side. Is somebody hurt? Is what's going on? So with the fear of missing out and then my admitted addiction to my phone, I have a shopping addiction. It's horrible. But my addiction to my phone, I was going shopping. I was going to get my son some shoes. I was, um, my daughter, she wanted her bill paid. I, I didn't pay the insurance on my car. So at the same time, I'm doing all this stuff in my car. I'm doing all these bad things in my car. I crash. When I crash, I hit two other people. When I hit these people, they we all end up going to the hospital. Got uh, They got treated and released. I had to, um, I was flown to a trauma center because I had so much damage to my body. As my car was flipping, I hit the ground. I lost my ear, part of my face. You can see, like y'all can see that part of my face is missing. So... I created this program after I got out of the hospital and realized all the stupid stuff that I was doing in a car and just learning about different things with distracted driving. I was like, I have to tell my story. I have to let people know what I was doing and this can happen to you. I didn't think it would happen to me. I knew that texting and driving was banned already. I knew people were dying already, but it was like, okay, I could do this. Nobody else could do it. I could do it. I'm the number one person that can do this. I can multitask. I can discipline my children. I could do all these things in the car while I'm driving, not realizing that I was one of the statistics that would end up being in a, a severe crash. I, ne it never, I never thought that it would be me. So I created this program. I had to sit with myself for a while. I had to admit what I did wrong. And I created the MAD method, a 21-day prevention program that uses prayer and meditation to help break the habit, curb the habit, like create new habits. And when I found, well, connecting with Corey in No Cell, and they, the number one thing that attracted me was they take the um, apps off the phone. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, yeah. Now, what's his name again? Like, I can't say his last name either. <laughs> but I connected with the company through the technology, the app. And I was like, okay, this is a good way to help people, like, do something different. Like, break the habit. It's a start. It's like, it's, it's something that can work. So, after going through everything I've been through, this is where I am. And this is my life. Like, I sleep, wake up, eat, drink, whatever I do, breathe. I breathe this. Like, this is life. So, I'm here to help people make better choices. Insurance. I, like I said, I crashed. I didn't have the insurance on my car. I'm still suffering from that. So I know the people that I crash into, I know they're still suffering. If I am, why aren't they? So I'm here to share that story. Well, that's that's the key word. You know, you're here. And we're glad you're here. We're glad the other people are okay and retreated and released. Um, even though that you suffered some serious injuries, 
Um, you mentioned that you know you showed your face, you showed your ear. People on the podcast won't be able to see that, but we saw that. If you ever uh, out in public and speaking to this, people will see that, and that's that's something that's very strong and powerful. Um, but again, we're glad you're here, and that's that's extremely good um, from from that point of view because you get to share your share your story. Um, a lot of other people, you know, involved in these types of accidents are losing their life or causing the life of someone else uh, to be lost, and and that's something that would you would have to live with the rest of your life. So. Um, I think it's great that you have the chance to tell your story. I think it's great that you're on our podcast. I really appreciate that. Uh, we'll feel free to chime in for the rest of this conversation. I do want to get it over to Corey because you mentioned Corey. Corey has a, a app um, and technology from NoCell. And hopefully it helped you. I don't know if you used it. Is that right? Did you use it, Tasha? No, I haven't I used it. it. Yeah, so, so, so Tasha and I are working together. Um, she's not on the, uh, the no-sell platform yet, but that's just a matter of time. But uh, I, when I heard Tasha's story, um, and we connected. We decided that we were going to work together. So we're working together to get the, the, the word out about the dangers of distracted driving every single day. You know, and um, going off of like what Phil had said, uh, some of the stats, so um, there was 3,142 deaths from distracted driving back in 2020. And um, during COVID, people were checking their phones 96 times per hour, if you can believe it. I mean, I don't know if you have time for anything else if you're checking your phone 96 times an hour. But people brought that um, that habit right into the, the cab with them, right into the, the, the vehicle. So that's, um, you know, that's a little bit more drive for why we do what we do. Um, so No Cell Technologies is a, a commercial um, platform, technology platform that uh, allows fleet managers to um, control what apps are active on the phone while the vehicle's in motion. There's a, a piece of hardware that goes in the vehicle, a, an app that goes on the phone, and a back-end portal that allows fleet managers to whitelist the apps that they deem necessary for the uh, driver to have access to while the vehicle's in motion. So it's an um, application that's uh, it's, it's a platform that's going very well. We just signed a, a deal with Nationwide Insurance uh, last month, and they are promoting, uh, thank you, they are promoting um, the no-sell technology platform to all of their commercial insured. So, we are growing by leaps and bounds, and the, the reason we get up early every single morning is to make sure that drivers get home every night. And to, you know, it's a ripple effect. It's not just the, the driver of the, you know, the private fleet truck or the delivery van that is affected. It's, like Tasha said, it's the, the other people, the people they run into, the people that mm -hmm. have to witness it, the people that have the... the lasting effects of, you know, watching a, um, a 60,000 pound semi, you know, blow an intersection and T-bone a, uh, a minivan, right? So yeah. um, it, it, this, is, this is our passion. We get up every single morning to make sure that, uh, you know, drivers get home at night. And we have to, we have to return common sense to uh, mm -hmm. the, the vehicle, right? People know that, I mean, Tasha, we all know that we shouldn't be texting and driving, right? Right. Um, and we have to we have to get common sense back in that you know the the main goal for driving is to get to the the next stop. Yeah, so. and you know I, I would like to add something that since you're you're talking about that, like when I got out of the hospital, 
I thought I was superwoman, right? So I get out of the hospital. Half my face is missing. My ear is gone. My hand is crushed. And I'm like, I'm not going to let this defeat me. So I go get in the car. The second week I'm out of the hospital. It took me going to um, the Lifesavers Conference in Chicago to realize I was drug driving. I was not supposed to be driving with oxycodone in my system. But I was so determined. I was so gung-ho to jump back in that car and not be afraid that I got in a car and could have damn killed myself again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? It like it really took me to wake up to to realize that I was like, no, you sh no, you shouldn't have did that. <laughs> but it's like you have to. It's a realization. You have to realize the stupid things that you do in the car. Like you, you do. Yeah. Tasha, that, that brings up another whole podcast, which would be impaired <laughs> driving. <laughs> so <Yeah. we> <laughs> um, but you're you're exactly right, though. Uh, and, and and Corey, you mentioned you know, and, and both of you mentioned that you know it's habitual, right? They're habit forming. Phones are habit forming. And I I, I tell people, think about it. You know, you know, you're only going to be gone maybe 30, 60 minutes, and you walk out of your home and you don't have your phone with you. People will drive five miles back to pick up that phone, even though they'll be getting, coming back to it because they're that addicted to it. And, and I've had other people say, well, you know, there are other distractions. Absolutely. Correcting your children, eating, you know, all the, that garbage. But pull up to a, a, a traffic light and look around. Mm -hmm. See how many people are eating, see how many people are correcting children and things like that versus how many people are using their electronics. And that's the difference. It's the it's the capacity. It's the it's the amount of the violation that that's occurring. I think it's uh, it, it's it, and I think it's even more now because, as you said, Corey, people became so used to using these things when they were shut down. It was their only uh, form of connection with the outside world, and they haven't put them down when they've gotten behind the wheel. Yeah, you're hundred percent accurate. hundred percent correct. It's it's an addiction to the phone, um, and so I, I drove from LA to Vegas uh, not too long ago for a, a conference, a TCA conference, and um, it's only two hundred and I don't know two hundred forty miles or something of that nature, and I came across seventy three commercial vehicles where the the driver had the the phone in their hands seventy three in two, three and three and a half hours. I mean, it's incredible. It is. We, I, I used to say it was the it's the epidemic before the pandemic, but the pandemic right. only made it worse, right? It, it worse. is an epidemic. It already is like a health concern. Who already have they've already labeled it as a health issue, with especially among young drivers, is something that's killing them in epidemic proportions, and that's they it's like it's alarming rates. Yeah, it is. Especially after we just got this report from the NH, I can't get the acronym. I can't get the letter by Amazon. But the the, the report, yeah, the report that just came out, and it's like NHTSA, yeah, like what yeah. for real? Are you serious? And like it's serious, and people, I don't know why not, but people aren't paying attention. And like who said something about planes dropping out of the sky? If that many planes dropped out of the sky at one time. People will be concerned, but because yeah. his car is crashing, it's like, oh, it's all right. 
that's supposed to happen. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> Just yeah. like planes yeah, aren't supposed to drop out the top. Right. We, we should never accept it. And that's what I, you know, we need to have a much, much, much better uh, driver safety culture in this country. This country stinks as far as that goes, in, in my opinion. Um, we just don't see the, the, the how, how serious it is. But go to one crash scene. You know, Tasha, you've been there. You've been a victim of a crash. And, and, and I said to you, I'm, I'm so sorry for your crash. I really am. I'm sorry that you were hurt. But thank you for what you're doing here. This is yeah. so important to get this message out there. It truly is. And, Corey, what you're, we, we, you, the thing you got going on here, it's... <laughs> I mean, man, everybody should have it. I mean, it's just, um, I always say to people, go to a crash scene, see it, smell it, and hear it. Yeah, for sure. It'll change the way you do things. Yeah. You know, it will change it's, the way you do things. You know? Yeah. It's the, it's the goal for us, Phil, to, and, and, you know, the founder of our company, he's, he's got enough money, right? He's doing this because he's put his stake in the ground. This is going to be his legacy. He wants to end distracted driving. When I when we meet with him on Thursdays, all he asks is how many how many new labels you know how many new companies are we working with how many people are we saving because we're getting these installed, you know and and overcome every objection right overcome the driver resistant but get these things installed because you don't know if the ones the next one that you get installed is you know the uh, takes away someone that you know getting killed because of you know a, a truck or a car or whatever not paying attention so it is a passion for the whole company to uh to continue to make all the phone calls and do all the traveling and do all the talks and and podcasts and everything else and you know thank you for you your podcast for letting us get the the message out with with you know Tasha and I to, to get this message out because this is a life-saving message this 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 passion doesn't take days off right uh there are no days when people aren't distracted on their phones and driving vehicles so you, you, we can't oh, Bob, stop I, until like you like you said phil we can't stop until every single you know at least for on my side the commercial driving and then when we get the insurance companies involved uh, the personal lines will get the the teens and the you know um, regular personal vehicle. That's my dad uh, called them well. four wheelers, right? My dad drove tractor trailer, so uh, yeah, he called them the four wheelers, uh, and they're causing problems. And and those distracted drivers and four wheelers are you know stopping short in front of the tractor trailers, which are causing issues. Bob, I think we actually found two more safety geeks. Oh, here. absolutely! You know, uh, so <laughs> Bob and I have, share the same passion, uh, Corey and Tasha, as, as you guys. You know, I'm I've known Bob for years, and we talked the last uh, our beginning uh, podcast about why we're doing this. We just have a passion for wanting people to be safe um, right. with, with the training and everything that we do. And Bob's um, that's how I first got to know him. You know, and and in training classes, and and then going to different uh, fleet shows. Wow, I mean, this is this is great stuff. Uh, I just um, we can't say it enough. We just cannot say it enough. Yeah, and absolutely. like I like to play off of some of what Corey is talking about. But like what you're talking about, you know how you say um, you want everybody to make it home every night. And mine, I'm like, who's waiting for you to come home? Like it's people waiting yep. for you to come home somewhere. They're waiting for you. They might even be the ones texting you. But hey, don't mess with your phone. But somebody is waiting for you to come home. The choices that you make behind the wheel 
determine every day if you're going to make a home safe or not. And every day you're taking the risk. Like, I got the risky business thing. Like, it is. It's risky business every time you're in your car. Especially if you run a business, you're an entrepreneur, and you feel like you just got to respond, got to respond. You are risking your business. You're risking everything for this message that you can pull over to get. And the no sale with taking the apps off the phone, like, that's perfect. Like, that's a perfect start to a beautiful ending of distracted driving. Like, for real. Yep. Literally. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. And if it takes technology to do it, we should be using it. So, Corey, let me ask you a couple of questions about no cell. You know, obviously, you're focusing on the fleets, and then you mentioned you're going to get to the personal vehicles. And, Tasha, I think you mentioned it. And Corey, maybe you did too. But young drivers. You have a lot of young drivers coming on the road. All they've used their entire life is these cell phones. They're already addicted to them. They're TikToking, they're Instagramming. You know, um, are you getting into the personal market then, Corey, with your product? So right now, the the uh, focus is commercial, right? We give the the, the fleets a tool to manage their uh, enforce their cell phone policy. We are in talks with three different carriers to bring this to the personal line so that they can, because we don't have the bandwidth to talk to 50 million parents. So they, they will, they'll bring it to the personal lines and you'll see this under their, their label um, to uh, you know, curb distracted driving among teens. The other thing that we have to do is we gotta start educating, right? We gotta educate kids from the, from the get-go, start doing you know, um, assemblies, school assemblies and all that type of thing about the dangers of distracted driving, the dangers of, you know, water, uh, walking and being on a scooter and not being aware of your surroundings while you're, you know, texting and looking at the screen. So, yeah, we, we will eventually get there and it will go through an insurance agency. Maybe, maybe Nationwide's the first one, but I think there's uh, two other ones that um, will, be, will be going there as well. well no, that sounds good. Uh, getting into the high schools, having those conversations – I think we have someone on this podcast that would probably be a very good person to go speak, you know, to those events. I Tasha, think she'd I mean, be great. Be- yeah, that's I. I am um, in a in a way. I uh, work with a nonprofit called Street Safe US. It, it's based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. It was created by um, a state trooper in Wilmington. The court system. They were getting a lot of young drivers being in a lot of car crashes and stuff. So they created Street Safe, and it's an interactive learning experience. It's a life-saving driving experience where they get in the cars, they actually drive, being distracted. They wet the road, and then they have to hard uh, break hard. What is it called? Hard breaking. Hard breaking. Yeah, they have to break real hard. So ABS. I go. Yeah, I go and I speak to them. It's I think they're the ages of sixteen to twenty-five, and their parents are there. So when I when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to the teens, I'm speaking to the parents and getting into the fleet industry. I want to speak to the 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 um the young ones coming in through the apprenticeship pilot program that method and help them create healthy driving habits because you can drive in a healthy way. So, yeah, that's great. That's what I, I want to be able to do is to help young drivers, to help their parents. I can, I want to be able to help whoever has a phone in a car or vehicle. Fleet drivers are number one right now. That's my number one thing because it's the whole family. It's the, the mother, the father having to take care of the children. You have to be safe to make it home. 
they're waiting for you to come home, right? So why are you going to drive distracted where you're going to even mess up your family, your income? You're going to you're going to really mess up some stuff just because you want to look at this phone. It's not that important. So that's why I'm here and I do want to go to them first or second or however it works. But I'm, I'm going to talk to them. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm going to share my message and I hope and pray they listen. We do too. Tasha, you mentioned earlier that uh, you, you know you were selfish. You used the word selfish, and it's exactly right. And and I tell drivers all the time, don't be a selfish driver. The most important thing you do is you go home, because there are so many people who are affected when you don't make it. Um, so I always tell people, next time you know that you're doing something that's not safe, just pause and think about it, and think of cause and effect. So what you're doing here is so important and you know, starting at the early ages. Um, and Bob is exactly right in that, you know, the people who are driving now have had phones their entire lives. So uh, now they're out there and they're using these things and they're behind the wheel. And the problem is, I think a lot of times that parents wonder why their kids are driving so poorly. They need to look in the mirror. They're setting the example. Right. That's right. So uh, really just, Great message, um, Corey. What No Cell is doing, I think, is so important. Um, we just have to. It, it, it. There needs to be a stigma about using electronics when driving. Mm -hmm. But what I've had to learn also, I have to make sure that I don't overreact when I see people doing these stupid things behind the wheel because now I'm distracted by their distraction. <laughs> it's <laughs> ironic, you know, but right. it's really true. Yeah, it's really true. It so. is. It is true. Because okay. that happened to me once before. Like, uh, when I first started noticing. Yeah, I was just, I was saying, like, before, like, the iPhone was out and people were doing um, face, what is it, FaceTime. It was a car in front of me and they were doing FaceTime. And I had never seen FaceTime before. So I saw the person in the screen. I was like, who is he talking to? <laughs> is he talking to somebody? So everybody behind us started blowing the horn. Because I was distracted mm -hmm. looking at this person talk on their iPhone, and I had never seen it before. And I was like, what is he doing? So the, everybody blowing the horn at us. I was like, no, that's not cool. Because right. they just they distracted me. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's <laughs> amazing. It's, it's like it's, the ball gets rolling down the hill here, and we all get distracted by it. But, uh, yeah. So, Corey, I, I have a question for you regarding the um, mm. the technology and overcoming some of the resistance to it. You know, what about a salesperson in, in the fleet industry who says, this is my office. This is how I make calls. This is how I do business. Do you guys respond in a certain way to, to get people to uh, change that behavior? Sure. Um, a, I go back to the, the company and I'm like, what's your cell phone policy? Right? Does your cell phone policy say, right. "Hey, you know, um, you you can only you, know, you can't use your your company cell phone. Oh, unless the office calls. Oh, unless you need to, you know, send an email or a text or something like that because you need that deal. No, it says, "Hey, you can't use your your cell phone while you're driving. It's a you know, in accordance with the FMCSA hands-free one-touch policy." Right. So this is again where we're looking for common sense to come back. Right. Uh, the, the office, it's got to be, the safety has got to be woven into the company culture, right? If you're going to have a safety policy, it's got to be from, from the C-level all the way down to the new hire. And it's got to go all the way back up. And the, 
the salespeople are not exempt, man. I'm, I'm in sales, Phil and Bob, you know, I'm on the road every single week, right? I'm in a, a rental car, you know, um, four days a week. It, it doesn't matter. I don't take calls. I don't, I don't do stuff while I'm driving, right? If, it, if it's something important, boom, I'll, draw, I'll pull off on the next exit on I whatever I'm on, I-45 or something. Um, but the, the way that, I, that we combat that resistance, Bob, is to go back to the company and say, hey, what's your actual cell phone policy? Do you have a cell phone policy? How do you enforce it? How do you, how do you prove that you enforce it? Because, you know, Phil, you know, as soon as there's a crash, the first thing they do is pull cell phone records. And they go to the companies and pull the cell phone policy. And then what are you doing to, to uh, enforce that policy? Are you taking corrective mm -hmm. action when there's in, infractions? How are you making sure that the, the companies or that the employees are compliant with that cell phone policy? So, that, I mean, that's, it's, it's common sense. Right. And it's um, relying on the company to have a cell phone policy and that they have to enforce it. It has to be a policy with Correct. truth and yeah. then it has that's to be right. enforced. Yep. Yeah, great advice. Right. And, and I think that that's really important. I just want to add that most companies that, that get the teeth in their policy, sometimes and unfortunately it gets there because something happened. And yeah. again, why we're here is to keep that from happening in the first place. Tasha, did you want to add to that? Yeah, oh, I forgot what I was going to say about that one, but I have another one because I remember Phil was saying the addiction and stuff and you both were saying, um, Corey, Phil, both of y'all were saying the addiction and one of the things like with the young, I have done some research because um, I'm also studying, I'm a student too. I'm studying child and adolescent psychology, because not because of this, but I've been doing it already, so researching um different disorders and stuff that they are classifying especially younger children adolescents and adults with um possession attachment is like how can i put this like they it's a part of their bodies they feel like it's part of them because they sleep with it under their pillow they put it in their pockets girls put it in their shirts i don't know where all the boys put their phones at but the is like it's part of them it's like a hand or an ear or something and if they leave it at home yes they're gonna go get their ear they're gonna go get it or they're gonna go get their hand because that's it feels like they left a part of their cells at home so people will get fired for their phone like you got what if what do people get infractions at on, on your job when you're tardy you know young people they tardy all the time and now you gonna go you know if you five minutes late again, you're going to lose your job, but you left your phone at home. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to go home and get their phone and try to tell the ball. I was in an accident. You probably were. You're probably not lying. But <laughs> I did this, this. My dog did it. You'll make up all these excuses because you don't want to tell them that you went home to go get your phone. <laughs> and now you're fired. Now, what you going to tell your mom, huh? What, what are you going to tell your mom and your dad about your job that right. you just lost because you went home to go get your phone? So they are addicted to these phones, and they are digital natives. They have grown up with what um, Bob is saying. They're called digital natives. They're born this way. They have these devices in their cribs. You got um, mon baby monitors. You got leapfrog technology, the little things that light up everywhere. These things are part of the Internet. What are the Internet of Things? So they're, they have grown up this way. So these phones... Man, that, it's going to be rough. 
getting them to let go of these phones. Some of them, they're not going to be that way. But a lot of them, you're going to like, you got to part with your phone to drive this truck. Okay. (laughs) They might agree. They might not. That'll weed out some of them right there. Like, you can't be on your phone. Oh, this ain't for me. So they'll start to pick their sales off. I think it's going to be a combination of technology and education to get people Start mm-hmm. getting off their their phones when they're behind the wheel. Uh, I think it's going to be a need a combination of things. Uh, it just should not be accepted. Yeah, I agree. So right. we're gonna we need to end this episode. Um, we've we've had a great conversation. Um, some of us have to stop because we actually work <laughs> and try and save <laughs> lives. Um, Tasha, right. how can people reach out to you if they want you to come and right. talk to a high school or um, to a company? Is there a, a good way to reach you? The best way to reach me is through email at textingisriskybusiness at gmail.com or to call or text me at my number, 336-865-4222. Those are the fastest ways to get in contact with me because like right now, Everything that I'm doing, how I feel about it, is like it's ASAP. This is an emergency. It's like it is, we're in an epidemic. It's an emergency. I am right now. I classify myself as an essential worker, so I'm here to essentially help people not kill themselves while they're driving because it's preventable. These are crashes. They they're not accidents. They're crashes yeah. that are preventable, and we have that's, to work together right. to stop yeah, them. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Corey, if someone wants to put no cell on their phones for their business, how do they reach you? Uh, they can go to the website no cell n o c e l l dot com, or they can email me at Corey C O R E Y at no cell dot com. Great, thank you very much. Um, any parting words from anybody that wants to add to this? Phil, do you want to kind of get that going? Yeah, just uh, Corey and Tasha, thank you so much for this very, very important message. And uh, we just got to keep beating the drum here and uh, get the message out there and let people know that this is not acceptable and they need to put the phones down when they're behind the wheel. It can wait. It can wait. Yep. And, you know, um, Phil and Bob, I appreciate the the platform. You guys are doing a great job. I'm I'm so happy that, uh, you know, you guys are doing this. Um, And I was I was doing some work. I'm trying to get in with the NHTSA and the FMCSA and anyone else that'll, that'll listen. But we did a, uh, um, a deal with uh, Vision Zero the other day, and this is a today problem that needs a today solution, right? Because there's, there's nine people a day that die from distracted driving. So every day that we don't get this done, nine more people are gone. And those are real people. Those are moms, dads, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, the whole work. So it's a day, a, a today problem that needs a today solution. And that's what no sale is, is a today solution. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And thank you for being on, Tasha and Corey. I really appreciate thank it. You. Very valuable conversation. Um, I really hope somebody gets something from this. Tasha, thank you for sharing your story. Thank um, you. That's very brave of you. I'm glad you're here to do it. As Corey said, nine people a day are dying from this. You're one of the lucky ones that is here. Um, how many people are getting severely injured from this every day? You know, there's still so many other accidents happening where people right. aren't losing. It's happening right now. Going through while we talk. Yeah. Um, uh, situation. That's, it's terrible. It, it happened. We've been doing this yeah. almost yeah. 45 minutes, and and I'm sure that somebody's been impacted by yeah. it. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. 
Well, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, everybody, for being on here. And um, I can't wait till this one comes out and we can share it with everybody and hopefully save some lives. <laughs>